What's up, guys? How you doing? It's your girl, Maya K with Keys to the Game. And I know you guys know how passionate I am about writing and publishing. You guys know I was named at the Maya Angelo, and you know how much I love the, I call them the veterans, the pros, the champions of the game. But this woman that I am bringing on, in my opinion, is literally, if we had to like compare, I would say she is the Michael Jordan of this here publishing game. And I believe that not only did she blaze trails and help us open doors, you know, so many people, they held the Shonda Rhimes and the Ava DuVernay's and the Oprah's and it's great. They're great women who definitely have opened great black women who have definitely opened doors for um, other writers to come behind them and to give them platforms, um, even Tyler Perry. But I have to say that prior to any of them, um, when I think of writers more so, not necessarily Oprah, but when I think of writers like Shonda Rhimes and Tyler Perry and Ava DuVernay and Lena Waithe and Issa Rae, uh, uh, I'm, I'm in Hollywood, y'all, so I'm naming a lot of people that's in Hollywood. But I feel like Terry Woods was one of the first to really kill it with her pen and to introduce us to characters that would live on with us forever. We are still in love with Quadir. I mean, heck, I've never wanted to date a drug dealer until I met Quadir. Okay, so I am going to read Terry Woods' bio. Um, everyone who I have interviewed so far has been so in love with the way I have like pieced together their bio and kind of they'll send me something and I'll beef it up. But this woman needs no beefing up. Um, I'm going to read the short version, but I have to still do her justice and, um, you know, hit her with the long version because hit you guys with the longer version because it would just be so like a, a disservice to not give her 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 just do you know honor her while she's here give her her flowers while she's here so new york times best-selling author terry woods has authored co-authored and published over 21 titles she has sold millions of books worldwide jump-started the entire urban fiction genre and helped create a multi-million dollar stream of revenue for independent and major book publishing companies she is currently releasing a children's book line her first book, The Best I Can Be, and second book, Saving My Money, from Lucas and Brandon's Magical Playroom, are now available for children ages six and under. Now, that's the short and sweet version, but we all know that this woman has done so much more, and I think it is imperative for authors listening in. Today, of course, the podcast is called Keys to the Game, but um, I want for authors, definitely, because I get a lot of questions in my inbox, and I just believe this is one podcast you should be listening to. Um, and so, True to the Game by author and publisher Terry Woods has been undisputedly titled a classic. True to the Game is kind of like Illmatic, what Illmatic was to the hip-hop genre. That's what True to the Game is to the publishing genre, genre, especially urban fiction. While working as a legal secretary for a law firm and juggling motherhood in Philadelphia, Terry Woods completed her first novel, True to the Game. She submitted her story over a period of six years to more than 20 different publishers, all of whom rejected her. When major publishing houses refused to embrace True to the Game, she was not discouraged. And in 1998, instead of giving up, Terry Woods printed, bound, self-published, and began selling hand-to-hand -hand her first book, True to the Game. On December 18, 1999, with the support and encouragement of friends, Terry Woods recognized the selling power of her story. She credits her overwhelming success to being a hustler. There is nothing but 
hustlers in Philadelphia. I'm one of them. So I'm telling y'all, that's what we breed. Terry Woods often slept in her car and on the couches of acquaintances as she spent countless hours selling her books on the streets of New York. She moved thousands of books from her trunk and was determined to have her story read. Her grassroots tactic paid off. She became a self-made millionaire in just three years selling true to the game. Landed a major motion picture deal for the book as well. And with the release of the book, Terry Woods has reinvigorated the urban fiction market and creating a growing trend in publishing. Noted as the female successor to street life authors Donald Goins and Iceberg Slim, Terry Woods is an enthusiastic, sharp woman whose ambition has allowed for success in the face of adversity. She caught the attention of Karen Thomas, editor at Warner Books, who facilitated a multi-million dollar book deal and signed Woods to Hatchet Book Group, a division of Warner Books. Warner Books re-released the blockbuster True to the Game 1, True to the Game 2, and True to the Game 3, which both made the New York Times bestsellers list. Um, I'm going to actually do the titles at the end of the show. Um, Alibi was probably absolutely one of my favorites. Um, but I do want to uh, recognize Terry as far as her community work and I think often we hear a lot uh, about what people are doing um, for what we can see the surface level you know whether it's in Hollywood or publishing but it's really important to recognize that there are people who are doing things behind the scenes and so I just want to really run down um, and read to you guys her countless <laughs> she has citations from the state of new york and i think that that is such an amazing thing um she's a role model in her community and has dedicated herself to those in needs beyond uh the doors of publishing or beyond the industry of publishing i'm sorry she received a proclamation from new york state senator bill perkins on June 6, 2015, she received a citation from President of the Borough of Brooklyn, Eric L. Adams, on December 15, 2015, and another one from him on February 24, 2017, a Certificate of Merit from New York State Assembly Member Latrice M. Walker, dated for February 24, 2017, a citation from President of the Borough of Brooklyn, Eric L. Adams, again, on October 30, 2017, and a citation from New York State Senator Brian A. Benjamin, dated April 19, 2018. Listen, I, I, I can't. You guys know my intros are never longer than three minutes, okay? I make people submit your 250-word bio because that's it. But I had to read the entire, and I, I did kind of move around, but I definitely had to recognize and honor the queen, the legend, and here she is, everybody, Miss Terry Woods. Wow, well, that is a, uh, hey, can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> that is really an introduction, so I just want to say thank you for taking the time to put all that together. That is so nice of you. Of course, no problem, no problem. Um, I'm thank definitely... you for having me. Yes, yes, thank you. Um, for those who don't know, I have been trying to get in touch with uh, er uh, Terry for so long, and then it was ironic. I ran into Erica Peoples, who played, um, you know, I can't even remember her name because I'm so caught up in this moment. She but played um, Gina. She played yes, Gina. Gina. I was about to game. say, 
Yes, I was about to say Quadir's boo, <laughs> in truth to the game. Um, and we ran into each other at church, and it was so like a divine connection because I was like, I've been trying to interview Terry, and um, and she probably forgot. I mean, it's no worries, but I had gave her my number and said, please, we exchanged numbers, please. Um, she was like, yeah, I can put you in touch with her. We talk like all the time. And lo and behold, I just so happened to send Terry a Facebook message prior to that, and she responded to it a couple weeks ago. A year and later. So, a year later. <laughs> Tell the truth. It's I responded good. to your until your was, message. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Is that like the DM thing? Just so I'm clear. Well, on Facebook it's called Messenger, but it's pretty much the okay, same. Okay, okay, okay. It's pretty much the same. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, a lot of times if you don't have Messenger on your phone, the reason why people love Instagram and the DM is because most people, I mean, you okay. do have Instagram on your phone. Okay, so you the DM right is way. on Instagram. Okay, right. okay, okay, okay. I just got to get it together. I'm getting it. It's I'm getting myself. Good. Don't let me do things. I, I become a beast with it when I really conquer things. I have really, right. like me and social media are like not it, but. I'm I'm gonna work on that. No worries. So on my um, social media. Well, yeah, join us on social media because I would love to be able to like tag you, um, and you know, so people can hit you up or whatever. But at the same time, hey, it, sometimes the veterans in the game, they're not really they do it for marketing and for business, but sometimes you do appreciate the peace of mind. Cause I'm telling you, your DMs would be lit, okay, girl. If you was on <laughs> if you was on and I like, can't take it, I can't. Yeah, how I write this book? Who? What I do? It no, girl. So you might be right where you belong. <laughs> um. All right. So the first segment of the show is called "In the News." This is where we discuss three, uh, usually positive. I try to keep it positive, or at least two out of the three news topics. And you know, you just give your opinion and your view. And what I'm excited okay. about this one really touched. This one really touched my heart. Um. Because I also saw on your Facebook, you posted about the young black lady who had gotten the millions of dollars of scholarships. So I knew you would love this story that I'm about to share. So there was a juvenile delinquent young lady. Yes, um, I posted her. Do you believe all of that? Like, I don't know if stuff is real, but if if she's real, I, I am so proud of her for staying focused. It's so hard. You're talking God about the, uh, the Camden girl? Whoever she is that got all that, who who got all oh, that scholarship, scholarship money to go to right. college, she is, she is wonderful. I'm so proud of her. I've just, I just had to share that. Yeah, yeah I and I thought that. that was amazing. So I knew you would like today's first story that I want to share. So, okay, this young well, lady, today's first story. Yes, this young lady is from Camden, and I'm just really amazed. Her name is, is this Carmen. Camden, New Jersey. Yes, Camden, New Jersey. Um, oh, that's shout out to yeah, shout out to Camden Tri-State. Yeah, um, shout her out name to Camden. Carmen, over her name is Carmen Day. And she literally 12 years ago was in the courtroom. A judge was get ready to give her an 18-month probation sentence. for. She didn't disclose in the article what she did because um, she said, you know, in all fairness, I want to leave my past in my past. Um, and she now today, she told him, I am going to come back in your courtroom. If you give me a chance, I will come back as a lawyer. And he knocked off, uh, I guess, about a year because it was supposed to be 18 months. So he did six months. She was able to graduate from high school. And she literally was reunited with him. And she is a third year student at Rutgers Cam Camden Law School. I mean, like. That is like amazing to me. He gave her a second chance. She promised she would come back in his courtroom only as a lawyer. And although she is still in law school, I think it is amazing that Carmen Day was reunited with Judge Charles Dorch, who gave her a second chance at life 12 years ago. 
So what are your thoughts on it? And she's black, so I'm all here for it. Yes, yes. Um, my first thought is what a wonderful accomplishment and what a wonderful life she's going to have being able to uh, make a good living for herself. And so she's, she chose everything she needed to do. She set herself up so that she would be able to uh, move forward even after this incident. You know, he, he took a little time off for, which was nice. Because in a lot of instances, our children don't get second chances. Right. Our children right. don't get any consideration. Our children aren't being given consideration. Right. At all. At all. Right. And so, and I mean, and let me just say, you know, it's really funny when it comes to court and it comes to law and you just look at the differences. And I mean, it's just so crazy how uh, people are being treated on the scale of class, on the scale of, you know, who has, you know, that court thing is a lot of that is who has, you know, money, who yeah. can really, you know, defend themselves in there. Um, and you're just being taken for a ride. And a lot of a lot of times you 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 can't even get your life together from the things that they do you know to people so um yeah, that is a beautiful beautiful thing the only the the only thing that I can think is that the judge must be um a a true champion of humanity and and humankind, not to say mankind, because I don't want to get, you know, people caught up in men and women and all that. So I, I'm going to use the word humanity, but in the sense of mankind, for yeah. all people, giving everybody a fair chance, not just throwing people under, you know, the, the rug out here and um, trying to you know, give a young person a chance, and 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 that's so important. And our kid, I'm telling you, our kids, our kids are not receiving that. Right. So all. yeah, definitely shout out to um, the judge, Judge and, George. Yeah, the Honorable yeah. Charles George. Yeah, like yes. shout him out. He's the man. And, He's the man and, right now. Absolutely. And shout and out she, to her. Yeah, she's amazing. She's a lawyer. She's smart. She's a smart girl. Right. Um, and I definitely want to just say, Carmen, we appreciate you for pressing the one. We're praying for you. You even lost your father. You know, she lost her father in a drowning accident in 2015 while pursuing her goals. And so that was even hard. And she talked about how she had to press past that moment because he was so proud of her. So we're rooting for you, Carmen. We're praying for you. And we are, we're thankful to see what legacy uh, comes out of this. So salute to yeah, Carmen. Shout out to Carmen. Um, Right. So the yeah, second story I just want to talk about, yeah, she's doing it. Um, I want to yeah. talk about Tyler Perry in this amazing moment at the BET Awards. Even if um, people didn't watch, I didn't get to see the whole uh, award show, but I went back on YouTube and watched his his speech. He received the Icon Award. Um, his speech was very riveting, and there's one a part in particular that everybody's been focusing on. And when I say he got a standing ovation, people were in there shouting, he was preaching. It was amazing. And what he talked about in his speech was how the land where his 
studios are where his his you know where the studio that he has down in Atlanta was once a Confederate army base, and he said this meant that there were Confederate soldiers on that base planning plotting and planning on how to keep three million three point nine million Negroes enslaved, and he said now today one Negro owns that land. And I mean, it just brought tears to my eyes. Talk about redemption and restoration and how God will turn something around. The fact that he owns a land that once at one point, um, 3.9 million Negro slaves, they, they were talking about how to keep these people enslaved. Um, so, I mean, talk about that. Like Tyler Perry, I don't know if he's an inspiration for you or not, but just the fact that he now owns what used to be, quote unquote, a land that was uh, considered for slave land. Well, you know, I don't think, I don't know if, um, I don't know if people really grasp the concept of slavery and the concept of what, what was, what was done to, to, to people. Um, and I urge if, if, if no one has ever looked it up, I, you know, especially young folks out there moving around and just, just to really understand the uh, Atlantic slave trade and that triangle, that, that Atlantic slave triangle trade route. Have you ever seen that? No. Um, well, I don't want to say. I, I, and, I, and let me just say this: when you when you Google it, when you Google it on your phone, and you just look at the Atlantic slave trade route, it really it it really puts into perspective the premeditation of it all, the design mm-hmm. of how of of how it was done, of how people sat there. And designed it, thought of it, worked it out, worked out a map, worked out a route to get around on the water to go snatch over 20 million Africans out of Africa to enslave them into the sugar and cotton and tobacco fields of, 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 of America and the Caribbean and everywhere else they took us. It was all by design. And, and, you know, when you think about what Tyler said, that he owns that space where they were trying to continue to enslave us, to keep us down, to not give us our, our just due, to not give us our worth, to not pay us for our labor, to steal I think it's a bigger message behind just him owning that land. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm so proud of him because of uh, I, I can only imagine what he faces. Yeah. On his Absolutely. level. Absolutely. And the demons that mm. and the demons that have to be trying to hurt him. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I'm glad you pointed that out. Um, so we salute you, Tyler Perry. The the honor you received. We sure do. <laughs> the honor you received. No, I mean, I love, listen, I totally, he is, he is a total inspiration. I can't imagine how he does what he does, you know, and then he likes to be in front of the camera, which is like so different than like me, my personality. I'm not really for all that, but um, like, and then having all these characters, like I have characters, but like, I would like to rather like dress up so that you couldn't see me behind the character. Right. 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 You know, totally different, like, you know, different levels to people. Everybody has their thing. You know, I'm so staged. I have, total stage fright like I'm totally such a different person but um and what I'm capable of doing as far as my character creation versus what he's capable of doing I could never do that and this is why I say that God makes us all unique and that we are all designed with a specific purpose and that we should tap into it and to honor those that you know are truly able um to to find their divine gifts and their divine powers and in the field of the art yeah, and tap and, into them. And, yes, that is a that is such a beautiful thing when it comes when because art is, in my opinion, um, you know, God's way of using us to affect one another in in some type of uh, in some type of manner, bringing out some type of uh, joy, a smile, a tear, a laugh. Um, you know, just to be able to have art, uh, painting something that someone looks at and is at peace with when they vision it. You know, just everything yeah. about art I love. So, um, right. you know, he's, think- he's a true artist and he's an amazing man. And he is totally, like I said, I, I can't even imagine the demons. And so yeah. I salute him and I celebrate him and I support him every chance I can get. And I love my Medea. Right, exactly. Which is why I always say we have to, um, even if you're not a fan of his work, you, you you don't. I love it, but some people aren't. You still have to keep him in prayer because he definitely is. Um, he's on the front lines. <laughs> this is what it means to be on the battlefield. And you know, I don't think people uh, realize what it all. is to try to try to deliver content to their people. Right, it's definitely. And when you're able to go out here and deliver content to your people. And when you're able to go out here and not only deliver the content, but to create the content and deliver it to your people, that is that is always a problem. And right. and when you're creating content that affects change or creating content, um, I'll give you a prime example. Um, you know, the when I grew up watching TV, things that I remember. Um, were like the Huxtables and the Jeffersons and a different world and different strokes and, you know, things like that. And it was filled with, you know, a certain level of content that, um, like I said, things with me um, are borderline, uh, you know, all about humanity and, and, and goodness and understanding um, one another. So, just having content and being able to deliver that content is so key right now to yeah. uh, helping people out here. Yeah. You know, be able to see themselves in, in a good fashion. All right. So um, the last uh, story, which really um, is a little bit still heartbreaking. I always say that because of, 
you know the loss of Nipsey Hussle was very huge and it obviously with me being here in LA it affected the world greatly I mean he was the only like the second person in history to have his funeral at the the Staples Center but the update was the gentleman who shot and killed Nipsey Hussle Eric Holder um it now you know the story has come out that he said he killed him because he called him a snitch and he I mean, it, the more this story just kind of unfolds, it is becoming sadder and sadder. And also the BET Awards honored him and his family with the Humanitarian Award, which I believe he was already set up to get before he was murdered. And so they received it on his behalf. His mother spoke, his father spoke, Lauren spoke. Um, but I'm just floored that, you know, not only with the the, the crime as far as black on black, uh, the murders that you know, at the hands of our own people, but that your reason for doing it now has come out. And it's because he asked you about, you know, you being a snitch and he kind of just said he didn't want anything to do with you. Um, and, and then you come back and you kill him with two guns and then you kick him in his head while he's down trying to catch his breath. So I don't know if you, you know, you have an opinion or if you were even keeping up with the Nipsey Hussle story and the murder. Um, but it definitely, uh, for someone like him who did so much for his people, his community, for kids, it's definitely heartbreaking. And it just the senseless violence and the reason behind his murder is even more like crazy to me. Um, so yeah, if you just want to touch on that a little bit and then we'll jump right into the interview, if you have anything to say. Um, I don't like talking about it. Okay. You know, I keep thinking that um, he's this kid. Um. I'm, I, 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 you I know, people always come and go in and out of your life. Uh, people come and go. There's just constant flow of people sometimes in the industry that I'm in. And, you know, you work with people or you're around people and then you're not around them anymore and then you see them again and it's like, oh, yeah, 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 and it all comes back. And, you know, but... um I, I wanted, I, you know what? And I was just talking to Damon Dash yesterday, mm-hmm. and um, or was it the day before that? And I meant to ask him, like, cause, I, like, wasn't that that kid? That was him, right? Like, what the fuck? And it just hurts me. Like, it just, I can't. Like, yeah, because I know that that was him that used to sit up underneath me. Yeah, you're talking about Nipsey you know or I mean? the guy who did it? No. I'm, it was Nipsey. Oh, he didn't have that beard. Like, the next time I saw him, he had this beard and everything. Like, I'm like, you know, he looks like a, a man. He's like a man, but he was a kid. Right. This is kid. And I remember he said, I'm going back to Crenshaw. I was like, oh, no, don't go back and this was back in this was back in oh nine when Dame had the the art gallery on late no, he had the art gallery on Dwayne Street. Okay. And I used to go over to his house on late and I would I would write I was working on Deadly Rains three. Mm. Yo, that was that fucking i sorry, that was that kid. That was him. Yeah. And so it's like I remember him, you know, being around me, like asking me questions, you know, because I was, <laughs> you know, 
I did have the keys now. I did have the keys to Lay Street now. Everybody else might be standing out there again, but I, David let me have hold the keys. And, you know, I was, you know, it, as far as an independent hustle, as far as everything that I had made, as far as, you know, being a boss, as far as taking care of people, as far as, you know, uh, being around, watching how Dame assembled people, watching how Damon, Damon had it on a way higher level than me. The, the thought process was way bigger than my thought process. Right. And so it was also uh, learning, whereas, and teaching, and um, a lot of instructing with him. But the models for business, the models for success, the things that he would put into uh, people around him, the things that he was saying um, on an independent level, um, and Dame, Dame was just so influential in a lot of ways. Um, you know, he, he looked at me, and one time I would never forget it. He said to me, I don't even understand how you make money because I didn't have multiple streams of revenue. I just had, like, a bulk. He's like, you just have a bulk. You don't have any socks. I'm like, no, I don't have any socks, no T-shirts. Like, I made $30 million off of state property T-shirts. Like, where's the T-shirt? You know, like, his, his business thinking is so vast. So to be around somebody like that, for me in business, to learn from him and then Nipsey um, and, and, and just the group of people that was so talented um, and just to have that little kid around me right? and then not to even realize his career, but then to see that, you know, because I was like, is that that little boy with Lauren London? Is that him? I gotta ask. Let me find out that's him. He grew up and got Lauren. <laughs> you right. know, and that's what I was saying to myself. And then the next thing I saw was he's dead. Yeah. And that was it. Because and and I had no idea that he had went out into the world and followed anybody's blueprint out here. Mm. That he even paid attention to me that much. You know that he paid attention to anything that was going on around him. We're talking, um, this was 08, 09. Right. So I'm talking 10 years ago. He was, like I said, he was a little, little, he didn't have any hair though. But that was that baby in me. That was my little man. Man, that shit hurts my, oh, I'm sorry. That hurts my heart. You know, no, really, it, really, it just really upsets me that, and, and let me just say this. There is a spiritual influence out here. There is a, uh, a, 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 a not a spiritual. It's not. It's not spiritual. It's not a good. It, if it is, it's not good. It's a, it's something out here in this universe right now. Um, that's off. That's off when it comes to mankind. When it comes to humanity. And let me, you know. And then when I look at how everything that's been done to African Americans and everything that we've been through and where we're at right now, um, you know, for somebody to just devalue, to uh, have life, life, life just don't have no meaning. Yeah. You know, and, and so when you, when you really start taking that, and, and so people are really on that space, they're really in that space 
Um, and so in understanding how bad the space is when you step outside of your little comfort, uh, uh, um, your little mansions and your little big houses and, and your little driveways and your little your little Mercedes that you're riding around in because you, you got a little check coming in every, every month or every week or whatever you got going on. You got your little money, you're this, you're that. You know, whatever you got going on, that's all great. Because I, I think that, that folks are really forgetting that there's a, uh, uh, there, 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 there is people suffering, and 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 their suffering is turning into um, is, is turning into a spiritual discord. Yeah. Uh, uh, they they they're all oh, it's just off it's off out here, and um, just trying to find good people, just trying to find uh, uh, people with good intentions for you. Um, like I said, the um, to, to 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 just the meaningless behind it, um, you know. It, it, this is the thing. When it comes to that kind of stuff, there really is no reason um, to take anybody's life out here. You have no right to do that. And and I just think that people are really really in a in a horrible space, and they're in darkness, and well, they don't have any, they don't they don't I don't even know if they can see light anymore. Right. And if they can the light. This is the thing. Even if they could see the light at the end of the tunnel, they don't have the values and the morals to get them there. They don't have the choice structure. They can't even make the right choice because I'm not even sure if they know the difference between good and, and, and bad anymore, right or wrong. Right. The justification, the justification for the actions behind what these people are doing and their true intentions out here are just totally disgusting. Yeah. And so when it oh. comes to Nipsey, please don't get me started. I can't take it. Oh, right. God. No, I understand because I do want to. Like, and I don't want to. And this is the thing. I don't want to talk about. And this is the thing. I don't have nothing to say about him except, you know, son is, son is, son is in a dark place. And I can only yeah. hope that his spirit and his time on this earth allows him to see the truth that he understands what he did, that he understands, you know, his darkness, and he's able to get up out of it. But son, is, he, he's, he's, he's no good. He's no good. Right. He's self-together. So with that, Nipsey, we miss you. We love you. To the family, I mean, his mother spoke well. His father spoke well. Um, Lauren was still praying for you. Cross, I think Cross will be three years old. Then his daughter uh, just graduated. He wasn't able to see that. So, you know, uh, Eric Holder, uh, you took a you took a gem and, and you took a lot from a family. But nonetheless, uh, Nipsey's legacy, this is why it's so important, as Terry was saying, to discover what your gifts are, spend time with God and ask him what that is and go into those creative spaces because his legacy speaks volumes for him to have been only 33 and again to be the only second person in history to have a funeral at the Staples Center and to be so like literally filled to capacity. The streets of LA showered with the color blue, Nipsey blue, morals all over. I mean, Nipsey, well done. I'm pretty sure God welcomed you. Yeah, uh, well done. Arms and said, "Well done, uh, my good and faithful servant." So, uh, all right. Well, that concludes the news segment. We're going to jump into the interview, and I'm so excited. You mentioned something that was so important. Um, of course, everyone. This is key. Why you had to talk about him today I'm, and mess me you know, all up? Like yeah, I don't even know right. why you had to bring him up. Like, and let me find out that. And look, and I and I just know that that's that little boy. Let me. 
You know what? Don't make me uh, text Jay. Jay. You know what? I'm going to yo. I swear to God that was him sitting up underneath me every No, seriously. And let me find out that I had a legend sitting up, a legend in the making sitting up underneath me. What an honor that he even took the time to listen to me. That he even had an interest in me. You know, because I was much older. I'm 50 years old, ain't I? You know what I'm saying? But just to want the way he wanted to learn or understand and, you know, he was so enthralled with me being a writer and a publisher and having, because uh, he knew about it and he knew how the men in prison was, he knew about the reading. He knew people were reading my books. He knew that the hood was reading me. He did know that. He was, you know, and he was just to imagine. I can't even imagine. Some, I can't even imagine. And he did, and he went, then he went and did all of that. I didn't even know the boy did nothing. Oh, he did a lot. And I mean, to this day, the marathon store isn't even open to the public, like literally, because they've they they're 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 selling so crazy in their back, like they're. I know uh, they are, and can I tell you something? I just hope, (laughs) I just hope that the short time that he engaged and spent around me, like I just hope that you know I left a positive, good influence on him. And I like I said I just I rem- and I remember hugging him goodbye and everything. I don't know why you I don't know why you mess me up for the rest of the day. Well, my apologies. I mean, it was in the news. That's part of the news segment. All I right, no I know it's in the news. I, I can't. Yeah, take I it. had no idea you had ties or even that you you know were that passionate. So, um, but I do believe because I don't like how he was treated. I don't like how he was treated. I don't like how he was treated. That's what bothers me. Who are you? Who are these people out here? Right. The uh, darkness. Yeah, and I mean, you you said it correctly. Um, but with Damon. Okay, but we got to do our interview. We got to do our thing. Yes. <laughs> um, because you mentioned, uh, you mentioned something that's a, yeah. a valuable key that I try to tell people all the time. Um, and so this was actually a, a question I had, I think it was like number eight or nine, but I'm going to move it up to number one, because you said something key with Dane mentioning to you, where's your t-shirts? Where's this? So how do you create multiple streams of income as a writer? It's a question I get a lot, but I believe you truly can answer that. And at the time you may have just had that one, well, he said, you just have a book, where's your t-shirts? But I'm pretty sure after, you know, about 30 years in the game, you can share some insight. Um, and, you know, short and sweet, but just tell some writers who are struggling to make ends meet. They may not want to their day job or whatever. Um, how do you, how can they create multiple streams of income beyond their book? You mean stemming from the book? Yeah, it could stem from the book or if they want to stay in I mean, writing. well, put it like this. You just want to, you just, Basically, the answer to that is if you do have a really good book that's really selling good for you or characters that are beloved and a, and a massive following, you want to go ahead and capitalize on that and, and all the ancillary and subsidiary rights that, you know, encompass a book from audio, film, T-shirts, merchandise, um, you know, stage plays, whatever. You want to try to tap into all streams of revenue. Um, if you have a breakout with a book that's successful. Absolutely. Um, and what about for the writer who wants to, uh, who is working a nine to five, which is okay. You have to fund your dream. I mean, you worked at a law firm, you know, you had to do what you had to do. Um, 
what about that writer who's working at nine to five and who's like, okay, well, I want to quit. At what point should they wait? I mean, of course, that's between them and God. This God is me. the deal. This is the deal. You don't leave your day job until your art is going to support you. There you go. You have to work, even if you're an artist. You know, you have to be willing to go out here and do what you got to do for your family. Now, if you have a dream and you have a talent and you believe in that talent, that's all well and good. You can go do what you got to do with your talent, but you still got to, you know what I mean, make sure that your family's okay. So while you're taking care of your family, you go ahead and uh, on the side do everything you can to fulfill your dream. And if you're able to do that in such a fashion and it gets out there and it starts making more money for you, it starts making money that you, you know, you don't need to, to, to have to have your day job, you don't have to go to work, then that's fine. But you got to you gotta take care of your family first. Right. And, and, you know, and so you got to be able to take care of yourself first. You know what I mean? It's just, it's no need to be a starving artist. You can go to work. Go to work if you have to. And 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 when yeah, you ain't got to be no starving artist. Go get your right. job. Shoot, do what you got to do out here. But when the art making, when your art is making bread, ah, uh, then I'm not working for nobody. I'm not doing nothing. I'm doing me. You know, and I'm gonna try to build on that. And that's and that, and when and when your art starts making money and you try to build on it, that's when you're gonna have problems. But I'm just saying, that's another conversation. Right, and you do have to be smart about it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you got to be real uh, smart. That's why you know me that college education will help, yeah. like business management one hundred and one. But right. you figure it out as you go along. You figure it out. Make sure you're working and saving money because I hear people. One of my pet pieces. I hear people say this, but then they'll be like shopping and doing all this stuff, and it's like that defeats the purpose. You have. You have it's Listen. good to invest in your dream, but you need to be saving. So that you can listen. This is the deal. This is the deal. This is the deal. And we are so far beyond. Like we're so far not beyond behind the eight ball. And so I can honestly tell you that I didn't even really think of my retirement until I got older. Like I didn't even think about it. I was, you know, when you're young. And, you know, you're you're making your money and you're moving around and you're doing things and, you know, you're having children and life, life is, life is, it goes by so fast. And yeah. so what I do try to tell people, because now that I've gotten older, it's so important that you make sure that you are taken care of out here when you get older and that you know, your your everything you've built is in order. Your house is in order. Your house needs to be in order. And you need to be taken care of when you get when you get older. And so that's what your savings is for. And and, and it's not and it's about it's just about the whole kit and caboodle out here. It's everything. You have to be you know, you have to be on um top of your game. And so, um, you know, just make sure that you're planning for your retirement, that you do sit down and you talk to someone about, you know, what is it to retire? What would I actually need to survive every month? You know, imagine being an elderly person or getting sick and not being able to work. 
You know, imagine being 75 and nobody wanting to hire you. Imagine being 65 and nobody wanting to hire you. You know, so what if you're not working and bringing in a little bit of income out there? No more. And and what if your Social Security benefits only send you 1700 a month? If you get 2000 a month, you're lucky. Yeah. You've got people collecting that they get their Social Security getting $800 a month. That's it, $1,200. So what are you going to do to subsidize, you know, that 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 Social Security money? Do you have a savings? Do you have a 401K? Do you have a house that's paid for? Do you have a mortgage right now? Then guess what? Listen, mm-mm. Then you don't need to, you don't, you ain't got nothing to say to nobody. You need to go get it. You don't, you don't need to show me no pictures or no vacation, no food, no restaurant. No right. I don't need to see your hair. I don't need to see nothing about you. And guess what? Just understanding the concept of, you know, this social media thing. And I know the young people like it. And, but it, it's, you're not showing me anything that I haven't already seen. And so all this money and all these images, as long as it's going to add up to you being taken care of when you get older, it's all cute now. But guess what? When you can't get to the bathroom, I'm not going to be sitting there waiting for someone to change my diaper. My diaper is going to be changed first. I'm going to be changed first. I'm going to be clean. I'm going to be taken care of. I will be fed. I will have a beautiful retirement. And I plan to die a little old lady sleeping in my bed. Come on, say it. Say it. And just go on with my Lord, honey. Bye. I know that's Just right, right on in the bed. Right. Bye. Had a beautiful life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And continue to stay in the light, people. That's right. all I can I tell you. No, that was some really good. That was blessed. a key. That was a key in and of itself. So I, I hope you guys are taking notes because she is dropping no, some seriously. major keys. No, seriously, it's real out here, and they're doing things. They're doing things, and they have been doing things, and things are still being done. You know, to hurt a lot of people. So please. Please raise your babies. No, be smart. Do what you know. What I mean, do everything you got to do in your power so that you have the life that you deserve, and right. value it, and value it. Amen. So you know? you've you've been hailed as one of the, if not the original, when it comes to urban fiction. Um, what do you wish you saw more of in urban fiction today, and what are you tired of seeing? Um, well, you know, I sort of stay in my lane and I've been really focused on my children's books. So that's a hard question for me to, you know, like, you know, as far as urban fiction, what am I tired of? I mean, I'm not really tired of anything in urban fiction. I'm not tired of anything or anybody or, and I wish everybody well, um, my personal journey and, 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 and everything that I deal with is, is, is just a level of business that, you know, I deal with like everybody else deals with their business out here. But, um, you know, nothing. I hope the best for everybody. Like, you know, I hope that everybody's able to have 
a, a level of success. I think that God makes us in his own uniqueness, and we are all here to serve a purpose, and everybody is unique and divine. And so I just wish everybody, you know, well. And I do know this. Right now, urban fiction is a, a category. You know, it's not like romance. It's not like a thriller. It's not like a mystery. I'm going to tell you why urban fiction has its own little its own little uh, a niche, its own little niche right now. The reason why urban fiction is, um, in, in my opinion, uh, urban fiction is because only black people can write it. And that's what I love the most about it. <laughs> right. You better say that again. <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, we kind of, we own it. <laughs> and I write it very well because I've been living in the hood. I literally, I am the hood, honey. So right. um, you can't tell me anyway. And if I'm, and look, and if you take me out the hood, I got plenty of people still who's still in there tell, to tell me what's going on anyway. So don't let me get a pen. Um, anyway, that's why, you know, it's a problem. Right. FYI. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Can't nobody else really, really pen no good. You know what I mean? You can't. Who gonna do it? Who gonna really right. pen one? It's got. I mean, they just this uh regentrification process just started in the last couple of years. You gonna have to live here a while to figure out us, baby. Right. You can't exactly. write no book about always, us. You can. You I've can't write said. no book. Wait a minute. Let me just say this. Let me just be real clear. You can't write no book about us. No more than your ass has ever represented us on television or in a movie. Get out of here. You right, can't do right. it. You can um, try. But I tell you one other thing. We can represent y'all real good. Yeah, yeah, that's the Cause difference. Because guess why? Because guess why? We Go get ahead. up in your houses cleaning and cooking. And yeah, take care of your kids. You and doing good. everything for you and everything you needed done because you couldn't do it for yourself. We was right there, so we know all about you. We know all about you and how y'all roll. We done watched it. We done been stopped on our everything. But see, you don't know us. You think you do, but you don't. And that's the problem with urban fiction. Don't get it twisted. Ain't nothing wrong. <laughs> it, oh, it's, I bet it is bad. <laughs> I bet it is. So Eminem come along and pen a book, then it's all good. Because Eminem wrote it. Get out of here with that. And I'm and I'm a fan of Eminem, but you not nah, nah no no you're not gonna sit up here and act like I, it's something bad. Or so, no, it's not. It's just, you don't, you can't do it. Yeah, and that's why y'all got a problem, exactly. Yeah, you got um, a problem with it. It can't be on the shelf. We can't get no money from <laughs> You don't want to support it. You don't want to, can't nobody, I understand. I, I understand. I understand. It is what it is. So what do I hope? I hope that there's more unity amongst black art that's not supported by mainstream markets. That's my hope. Other than that, everybody got to do what they got to do. But there definitely needs to be a little bit more understanding and definitely more support amongst um, the, the, the African-American community. Black folks really got to stick together when it comes to their art because, you know, we're, our art is just sort of not accepted in the mainstream markets. Film, television, books, none of it. They ain't coming for us. And we got great content. They ain't coming for not near one of us. 
Right. So there you well, go. I've always, I've always said that was a powerful response. And I've always said that um, when sometimes when uh, I would read a urban fiction, well, urban novel, and it came off a little forced. And I would always say the reason why Terry is so amazing at what she does is because um, it's real. So it's like sometimes I would get people say, well, how do you write? I want to write a, a street book. That's what they would call it or a hood book. And I would say, well, I mean, if that's what you choose to do, that's what you choose to do. However, um, I always said that Terry Woods had the authenticity. Um, and I remember you being on Monique and you kind of saying she asked you a question like it was hilarious to me. It was like uh uh, something about are these stories true and you was like I can't talk about that and I said I think Terry because she's lived some of it you know it's like I, I've been in it like you just said you can call somebody up right now and pin a book because you've been around it and, and it's real for you you know what I mean and so that's something I've always admired but um, how can an author who you know is in this saturated genre because it, it is a saturated genre it doesn't make it bad though. totally saturated they, now yeah. Totally saturated. How can, they, how can they set themselves apart? How can a new author or author who's in it now set themselves apart? What are some? You know some what? Tips it's you not. This is the deal. It's not even about setting yourself apart. It's about pinning a really good novel that you know evokes enough out of a reader where it just you got to read this book. Pen the novel. <laughs> And guess what? Your readers will follow you till the ends of the earth if you, you give go. them a really good book. You ain't got to worry about it. They're going to talk about you in a beauty salon. They're going to talk about your book everywhere they go. They're going to miss their bus stop, their train stops. They're going to be sitting there with it on an electronic device or a book in their hand, whatever it is. I like a book in the hand. I'm not doing electronic devices no more with my new content that's coming out. But you pin a really good book. You don't need, I mean, I never had social media. I never had no computer. We had no computer. It was better than the Chitlin circuit. When one, wait, let me just say this. If a black person say you need to do something, you need to go do it. They telling you something. Now, if they sit there and say, yo, that's, that's trash. Leave that alone. They wasting your time. You could, you could take it for what it's worth. But when somebody sits there and says, yo, that's good, that's a good movie, I'm going to give them my money and go see it. If somebody says the movie, oh, that's all right. I might, I might do it if I ain't got nothing else to do. But if you tell me the movie's trash, then I'm not going to go watch it probably. I'll just wait for it to come on TV. If you tell me that this is a book that I really need to read, if you tell me that this book is going to help my career, if you tell me that this book is going to give me information, if you tell me this book is going to give me some kind of insight, if you tell me that this book is so good I'm not going to be able to stop reading it, if you tell me these characters are all that, oh, my God, you need to read this book, then I'm liable to go read it. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing stops that. Nothing stops a good book. Yeah, there you go. So write a good book because I get questions That's like it. that all the time. Write a pin good it, book. Pin it. Period. Pin it. Listen, and remember something. Just because you got a story, we all got a story, but just because you got a story don't mean you don't want to tell it. Mm. So maybe you need to actually get somebody who's actually good at writing stories. There you go. That might be another thing that will help. Yes, you got a good story. We all got stories to tell. We all have stories to tell. What separates your story or my story or the next person's story is not 
necessarily sometimes the content, but how well it's put together and written for somebody to grasp it and read it and 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 fall in love with it and 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 get emotionally involved in it and get tied up in it and that's a craft yeah. and that's what sells books emotionally attaching you to me it's a difference. There you go. And it it's a craft. I, I, I really want you guys to hear that because um I tell people all the time you have to It's take not this that I'm not let me just say this. I'm not tired of it. listen, I believe in your dream. Do you? You never know who the next Terry Woods is gonna be. But in a lot of ways there's no filter out here for this. It's not being filtered. It's not being filtered. And folks that really can write good books that deserve deals aren't being given the deals either. Mm-hmm. They're being kept from the marketplace so you won't have nothing to read. Believe that. Mm-hmm. They're giving it to who they want to give it to. They can give it to who they want to give it to. When um who That's were some of your to. Right. Who were some of your um favorite authors growing up and how did they inspire you? And if you didn't have I don't know if you notice my writing. I have I am a I have total ADHD over here. Like I'm a total candidate for with ADHD. Like I'm totally multitask now and it's much calmer than it was. But when I was younger, I was actually afraid of um the library and especially mm-hmm. big books with a lot of pages and tiny words. And I'm not doing that. Could not sit down with that much for me and so I didn't really read a lot um but there was this one book that I remember it was uh Jackie Collins Chances baby I am Jackie Collins wow okay and this is the other thing and let me just say this I'm sorry that I'm black and everything I'm sorry that other people are black now that I'm apologizing for being black but to have to be uh, with this urban fiction thing, I'm trying to figure out, okay, Dutch is not urban fiction to me. Deadly Rains is not urban fiction to me. Um, I, I mean, like, a lot of the books are are totally multicultural. I'm, I'm just wondering, are they urban fiction because of the content, or are they urban fiction because they're written by black people? Black people. Can you tell us, please? Because I have authors who are confused about that. I don't, what is your I'm, definition? I don't for know. Urban which, listen, let me just say this. Let me just say this. And I'm 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 a very long-standing career person in this industry, and I'm a, and I'm going to say this for a long time. They didn't know what to do with us. We was killing it. Listen, my little publishing house and Vicky Stringer little publishing house, um, Triple Crown, we was probably doing more monthly than Simon and Schuster or a random house was doing in that genre that they called that they titled urban fiction. They called it urban because the books could not it was like they would not sit them in the fiction department. So they made an urban fiction section in the back of the Barnes and Nobles all the way to the left and said, This is your section over here. And so your books go to urban fiction. Your books are, I thought that shit was, I was like, oh, well, isn't it fiction? They said no. I said, well, why is it urban fiction? Well, because it has a, um, well, and because it's a, and, and well, I'm sorry, is it, but it's a fiction book. So this category 
was a new category made for me and and my peers. You know, again, it was only me and Vicky out there, so it was made for me and Vicky. I don't know why y'all y'all just fall into our stuff, but that's <laughs> but they made that. Well, we was me and Vicky was yo, Vic was killing them, I was killing them with it. Yo, they ain't know what to do with it. They ain't know what to do with it. Come on, man, that girl right. put out a hundred books, thirty five authors. She came behind me with her company. You know, it. I was battling her for a long time out there, like Jay-Z and Nas. Like, it was crazy in this section. Like, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. It was great. It was great competition. It wasn't, you know, it, it was great competition. It was right, great rivals, right. you know. Yeah, and I'm, I'm so, I'm proud of her. Listen, I, listen. When you can have a rival or you can have com- com- competition, when you can compete and, 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 and still at the end of the day look back on it all and, you know, salute that person for their contribution to, you know, the field and the arts and the craft of everything. I mean, I just think that that's such a great space to be in. And I'm, you know, I'm really, like, I'm proud of the things that I was able to accomplish and when I look back on the other people that followed me, but I don't know where they got that urban fiction thing. That was so that they could put those books in the back of the um, Barnes and Nobles to the left, to the left, to the left. You and are dropping some heavy, yeah, you are dropping some heavy gems. I love it. And I love that you've given clarity to that because I do think there's a lot of confusion there. Um, now you, yeah, you I don't know what, listen, I don't, I, if somebody could just, is it urban fiction if I write a white a book with all white people in it? No. If I have a wild, listen, if I have a wild hillbilly running around in cowboy boots and spurs doing whatever I want him to do out here, is it is it urban fiction then? Right. Everything I do is urban fiction. It wouldn't matter if I wrote a romance. They're going to call it urban fiction because it's Terry Woods. Yeah, yeah, true. So you mentioned Vicky. Um, yeah. Because you mentioned her, uh, I wanted to know if you had a, um, well, an interest in collaboration. And I know, you know, it may not be her, but just because you mentioned another woman who was doing some powerful things, um, would you ever collaborate with an author and do a collaboration? Um, Yes, I would do. I would. Yes, I would totally collaborate with another author, Um, you know, if, if, if I felt the need to, you know, maybe later on. Right now, I really want to pursue my film company, and I really want to get Ginger in a good space. I really okay. want to launch her properly, you know, to the to the to the marketplace, and do the things okay. that I want to do with my children's line. Okay. You know, but so, but yeah, I would maybe later, maybe later. Not it wouldn't be no time. Not right. Now. My plate is so full right now. Right. But yeah, I would. I would be open to it. I would be open to it. Certain authors. Um, I like your. What style. would your criteria be? Like, what would they have to bring to the table? I mean, me and Vicky talked about doing a story, and she was her side was. What was we? I don't know. What was we doing again? Mine was uh, something with the game, and her was let that be the reason something. And so when, you know, like, and half of the book would be my story about the industry, and the other half would be her story about the industry. <laughs> Um, I've, I've been working on my own autobiography and I've just been in my own space. I'm to the point where I worked with, um, 
you know, the team authors that I had when I was younger. Like, like I'm really at a space with this where I'm really trying to do my children's book thing. And if I can get that done, um, you know, then then I might be able to think of um, of, of of something else or what even the criteria would be or what we would write about. But my okay. space is totally different now. And like I said, I really like to do my autobiography and focus on a documentary and or the Terry Woods story um, being a series and working just working on things for my film company. Um, and moving forward and, and definitely dealing with my children's uh, stuff. And, and I really want to build an app. So, you know, I've been doing songs and I've been doing, um, you know, learning games and, uh, you know, like I, I could design a learning game. You know, I've, I've designed one. You know what I'm saying? Nice, um, nice. So those are those are the that's sort of my space right now as far as my creativity, the things that I want to see come to life. My characters, I'm ready for them to come to life now. Um, I want to tell everything that I've been through in the book industry and things that have happened to me and things um, that, that 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 I have learned. I also want to share with people um, my to do list and how to self publish a book. I just think that the self publishing market um, is 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 it's being promoted in such a way where you're not going to make any money. What they're doing, you can't make it. With what, so you got to know what to do. And I don't think that there's anybody really telling folks, hey, look, this, this is if you do this, this is what could happen. If you do this, this is what could happen. If you do this, do it this way, you'll be all right. And that's all I can tell you. Right. I feel you. you well, know? So putting that in a book, putting that in a book, and, and literally giving them a, a self-publishing uh, format, a self-publishing uh, section where if somebody wants to do a book or if somebody wants to learn about this business or understand this business, they're, you know, they're going to know step by step what to go do, the number to call, the form to fill out, what to make sure they have. I mean, it's so simple. So simple. How much it should cost. It's so simple. You don't have to keep, nobody has to take you on a ride out here. You know, nobody has to set you up to fail and it's your dream. So if it's your dream, if I can do anything, if I leave behind this book and this book helps young black people coming up, especially my people coming up with their dream, then that's a beautiful thing. I'm keeping people in the light. Yeah, I'm going to keep you in the light out here and I'm going to help you be able to do your dream and you're not going to get taken for no ride. Man, I like that. Well, I love it. I mean, you've definitely blessed us with some keys and some gems, and you've given us so much information. Um, any last words for authors before we get to the game segment? For anyone, not just authors, um, but any words. I met this. I met Dr. Stacy Grant, and Dr. Stacy Grant said to me that God made me with a specific purpose in mind that there are things about me that nobody else has, things about me that nobody else can do. And then she said, God made me and God made you specifically designed for greatness. Mm -hmm. 
And I truly believe that in order to, you know, in this journey, in this journey, and it could be so, it could be taken away at any time. This journey here on this earth could be taken at any time. That, you know, one of the things that we should do is realize as authors that, you know, God is using us. Yes. To inspire, to be able to have that gift of being able to write and being able to transcend on paper, to be able to take someone on a journey. And like I said before, to be able to even evoke any type of thought or any type of spiritual connection or, you know, just any type of response um, from a reader, a connection, you know. And, and so I just think that it's important for us to realize that we, we, we are gifted and to use our gift in God's light. And, um, and, and I definitely think that as authors, we should work together and definitely stick together. We got a lot of forces out here um, that aren't treating us right. Don't want to see us with it and don't want to see us succeed. Yeah, absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, this has been amazing. It's Terry Woods. And you you guys know how I do. I always pray for my guests before they exit. But, of course, it is now game time. Um, I am, again, honored to just have you on. But we got to, you know, loosen it up. We got to laugh a little bit, especially after, you know, talking about such heavy topics. Um, and you said I kind of messed up your mood a little bit. So I kind of... <laughs> Gotta bring you back to that. Well, my Nipsey, my Nipsey, like I said, it's I know that was him, and I I meant to ask Dame. I'm a, I'm gonna text him and ask him. I know that little boy used to be up in there with us like that, and that's crazy to me. And and um and then like I said, the, I don't like the way he was treated. Right. You know, I I don't like the way we treat each other. I really don't. So other than that, like I said, we got to stick together out here. We got to build out here. You know, we all are responsible for our own homes and, 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 and our own destinies and our own lives. But I just feel like we have a duty to one another, and it's our duty. And, and that's where you probably see my certificates and my proclamations, and that's where all that comes from, my community work and working with little people and trying to make a difference. And, you know, just, just you have no idea how much people really need a hug or how much they just need somebody to be there for them right now and trying to uh, make sure that people know that they're cared about, that they're valued. You know, just all that kind of stuff is so important right now. I just don't think people realize how important it is. So for me to be able to go out there, nobody needs to know what I'm doing, same way they ain't know what Nipsey was doing. But when you affect people and you touch them and you help build your community, you help show people how to, you know, do things so that they can be prosperous and that they can, you know what I mean, ascertain, um, you know, and have a good life out here and, and, and you try to make that the focal, that's what I do, you know, in, in all aspects of my writing and all aspects of my business and all aspects of my humanity. Well, we thank it. you. We thank you and we salute you. Oh, wait, you know, I'm going to be an Essence. I'm going to be an Essence Festival. Oh, yeah, tell oh, you people know, where you'll be. Um, yeah, you know what? Let me let everybody, hold on. I need to pull this up so y'all know because, you know, Common's going to be, um, he's going to be there. Yeah. Anthony Hamilton is going to be signing books. Everybody's coming to the book thing, right? I got to get, I don't even know what's going on. I know no, it's okay. Let me say, I got um Victoria Murray, right? Okay. Isn't that her name? And Rashonda Tate Billingsley. Yeah. 
And um, who? Well, I don't have them coming, but they're all. I was like looking at the list, and I said, "Oh my God, I don't know how I'm gonna I'm gonna have to have all my money because I want everybody to, you know, I want to get books from everybody and support everybody there, and I just think that it's gonna be um, it's gonna be really exciting for me, but um, yeah, I'm excited. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of authors, a lot of good authors. I wish I could find an email so I could tell y'all all the authors that are going to be signing. And the times I could even tell you, I'm gonna send it to you so you could let, put it like this. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll send you the list, yeah, and then you let them. everybody know. So when they doing, so if they go to Essence, they know what time they can catch the people who they want to catch. If they want to see Common, you'll know the time he's scheduled to be on. All of that, you know, Anthony Hamilton, you'll know the time for their book signing. You'll have everybody's time for book signing. Okay. Okay, I'm going to make sure you have it. Okay. So let's move into the game segment. This is going to be fun. I'm going to ask you a question. I did um, a 90s R&B quiz for you. Um, Oh, no. I am going to well. I'm going to give, I am going to give multiple choice, and I think it's going to be pretty the nineties. Shoot, I was coming out of the eighties back then, and it was a lot going on. I don't know if I remember all of that stuff. That was a lot, but we'll try. Okay, yeah, go well, ahead. Uh, it's multiple choice. I think you'll be all right. Um, okay, so number okay, one. Okay. <laughs> uh, number one, which R and B male or group is known to beg in his music, uh, or their music? Um, was it Jodeci? I hope is it some multiple. Okay, good. Multiple choice. Okay, go ahead. Jodeci, Boys to Men, Keith Sweat, Seven Campbell, or Johnny Gill. Known to, to bag. Men. Yeah, like when when they sing or when he sings, he's always. It's, I would say it's somewhere between Jodeci and Keith Sweat. Am I right? Yeah, but which one? <laughs> oh, <dang. laughs> um, Keith Sweat. It was Keith Sweat, and everybody used to say that. Woo! Hey, you know what's so good about that? That's why I got the answer. That's why I got the answer. Um, it's funny you said that because I had said Jodeci and Keith Sweat as well because Jodeci kind of had that same stigma, but Keith Sweat. Yeah, but that's okay. I got the answer. I got the answer. That's why I got the answer. That's why I got. Which R and B? This is number two. Which R and B group was founded by former New Editions Michael Bivens? Which less? Well, yeah, because yeah, they've changed their group. So. Uh, which R&B group was founded by former New Editions Michael Bivens? Was it Silk, Jodeci, Drew Hill, Shy, or Boys to Men? I feel like you should get that because you, you. I'm gonna give you a hint. You from Philly, so you should know this. Boys to Men. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, you should I really got it. Put it like this. I went. I on it. Can I tell you something? I didn't know unless until you gave me that hint. I had no idea that it was Boys to Men, though. That's not what I thought. Oh yeah, at he, all. They, they, I didn't know he was responsible. I didn't know Michael Bivens hooked them up. Well, it was it was New Edition, but it was the main yeah Michael Bivens. They he he Get discovered. Out of here. Yeah, and if you kind of remember the song where they say um he says it in their song Motown Philly, he was like I found these guys that could sing, and they wanted to sing. You know how he does the little uh, oh, speaking part. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. Them. Yep, I never say it. to no mind. See, you learn something new every day. But I got that's why I got it right. I got it right. I got it right. <laughs> All right, number three. There are ten questions. Which song was oh, featured? Wow. Well, well, we'll get through them. Which song was featured on the film Poetic Justice soundtrack? Was it Ain't Too Proud to Beg, which is by TLC? 
again, Janet Jackson. I get around, which I I have no clue who uh, sings that. <laughs> Can we talk? Which is Tevin Campbell, or that's the way love goes. Another Janet Jackson song. Now it's pretty easy because we know Janet was in Poetic Justice, so that should help eliminate some of the answers. But which song was featured on the film Poetic Justice? Uh, name the choices again, real quick. Um, ain't too proud to beg. That was TLC. Uh, Can We Talk, Tevin Campbell. I Get Around, which I have no clue who that is. Again. That two pots. Uh, I, I don't think that was the, the one they talking about, because these are all R&B songs they talking about. I don't think that was the one they were talking about. But it could have been. Um, Again by Janet Jackson, and That's the Way Love Goes by Janet Jackson. Um. That's the way love goes. I said the same thing. It's again. And I never. Again. I got it wrong too. Don't worry because I thought it was that's the way love goes. All of this up here on YouTube. I mean, on Google. I'm trying to Google the answer right quick. I'm so hurt that you're doing it right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, this one you got to get because this ain't even really nice. No, I don't because I don't know. But come on. No, that's why you're going to get this one. I want a girl with extensions in her hair, bamboo earrings, at least two pair. Now, who was that? Sorry, right, got you. Yes, you got it, girl. You got it. Come on, now we got a few more. We are gonna get this. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I was a young girl listening to how you flow. <laughs> listen, listen. Okay, so I was rap- a young girl listening to how you flow. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Rap group. Chris Cross was known for being one hit wonders, wearing crazy colors, being terrible live performers, or wearing their clothes backwards. Who? Chris Cross. Chris Cross, I make you jump, jump. Chris Cross, I make you jump, jump. Oh my God, girl, you got my brain. What did you say again? Oh, so what was they known for? And the four choices are, were they known for being one hit wonders? Were they known for wearing really crazy colors? One being hit terrible? No, it was the clothes backwards. So they was the group oh, they used to wear their clothes backwards. Yeah, they, they were known for that. Like, well, it seemed like they were good. They had like two songs. Well, okay, listen, they you're actually really right about that too. <laughs> but you are right about that. Um, yeah, I mean, it was sort of like one hit one. They didn't stay around with it. But go right. ahead. Which of these songs was a hit by Whitney Houston in 1990? Now, these are all Whitney Houston songs. So, I'm your baby tonight. I will always love you. Excel. I have nothing. Or I believe in you and me. This was the 90s hit. Okay, let's see. Uh, I will give you a hint. It wasn't. Was I, it, I have nothing. Wait, wait. Let me see. Was it nothing with? Was it? What's the choices again? I'm your baby tonight. I will always love you. Excel. I have nothing, and I believe in you and me. And I just gave you a hint. It was not I will always love you, which is what I chose, and I got it wrong. <laughs> but I should have went with my first instinct, which was right. <laughs> I'm your baby tonight. Yes. That and, and it was crazy. I was choosing between those two. You're absolutely right. I'm your baby tonight. I'm your baby tonight. Because I was thinking it was that 
Kevin Costner movie, I Will Always Love You. I have nothing. Well, yeah, I said I Will Always Love You, Oh, that's I Have Nothing Without You, yeah. Yeah, but they, yeah, no, that wasn't Mm -hmm. it. Okay, we're moving along a couple more, a couple more. We're going to get this. I I got that right. You got a few right. You're doing good because a lot of my other people, I'll be like, come on, y'all now. Um, okay, yeah, so. We're going to get to Google. Which song was the very first song to ever debut at number one on the Billboard Hot 100? And the options are Michael Jackson, You Are Not Alone, Mariah Carey, Vision of Love, TLC, Scrubs, Brandy and Monica, The Boy Is Mine, and Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. And this is the Billboard Hot 100. It debuted number one, and I Will Always Love You is not the answer. Michael Jackson. There you go. Come on, girl. Come on. Come on. All right. Finish this. Yep, you're absolutely right. I was wrong. I picked I Will Always Love You. Finish this lyric. And fall in love again. I will be sure. The lady that's my friend. That the lady is my friend or something. Yeah, like, what is it? Oh, that, that uh-huh. you better go. Okay. We got three more. Last three. Which song was on the film Set It Off soundtrack? That's like my favorite movie. Um, okay. Don't Let Go. That was in Vogue. Some of these I don't know who they're by. Twisted. Oh, that's Key Sweat. Twisted. Touch Me. Tease Me. You know, Touch Me. See. Not going cry, which we know is Mary, or bumping grind by uh, R. Kelly. The first one, don't let go, is by In Vogue. Twisted is by Key Sweat. It was on set it off. What's the names again? Don't let go by In Vogue. What's it gonna be? Cause I. I'll give you a little hint, cause that might be easier. Don't than... let go. Don't there let go. go. Yup. Don't let go by In when you hear the lyrics, you be knowing. All right, last two. Escapade, Come Back to Me, and Black Cat are songs from what Janet Jackson album? Now, this goes before the 90s, okay? So the names of the songs are Escapade, Come Back to Me, and Black Cat are songs from what Janet Jackson album? And the album choices are Janet, All For You, Control, Demita Joe, or Rhythm Nation eighteen fourteen, and I will give you a hint. It was not one, Janet. Rhythm Nation. Rhythm. Come Nation. on, girl. You better go. I got to give you a prize. Last. Yep. <laughs> I ain't never had. Yeah. There you go. Last question. Well, you know, I'm from I... the eighties. That was nineteen eighties. That was the eighties. Right. right. Mariah Carey had a hit song in nineteen ninety five with what singer slash group, which is singer or group? Hit song in 1995 was it Luther Vandross, Babyface, Whitney Houston, or Boys to Men? You can't tell me the song. I can't. Because <laughs> you would get it. <laughs> okay, well, I will say, I don't think she ever had a song with Babyface or Luther Vandross, so that leaves you with two options. But I could be wrong, so kill, don't kill me. Wait a minute, tell me again now. So it's. Luther Vandross, Babyface, Whitney Houston, or Boys to Men. I don't think she ever had a song with Luther or Babyface. But I could be wrong, but I, that's a hint for you that gives you two choices left. We know she had a song with Whitney Houston, but this particular song was a hit song in 1995. She must have had a song with Babyface because they wouldn't have put it up here. Okay. Well, 
um, Boys to Men, maybe? Yes. I don't know if you remember One Sweet Day. One Sweet Day. No, no. you know who I was thinking of? I was thinking of my man from um, RZA and um, Wu-Tang. Um, oh, you were thinking of Bastard. okay. That's who I was okay. here when you said that. I thought that he was going to be the choice. But, yeah, Boys to Men, right? And I forgot, you're right, and I forgot to give you Johnny Gill, but it doesn't matter. Because I don't think that she ever did a song with Johnny or Luther or Babyface, but I could be wrong. But, Sarah, you killed it. I want to say you got 8 out of 10. That is the best. I give people Yay. different options, different quizzes. I gave Carmen Hagens, who was a Grammy Award winning producer, I gave him a, a amazing music quiz that he killed. But very few people get that many. So, shout out to Terry Wood. She killing the book game, and she killing the quiz game on Keys to the Game. I love it. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> So I just want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you for dropping some keys on my listeners. Um, you guys, um, I know Terry talked about not being on social media, but is there a way people can reach you? I don't know if you want to get I do website. do my little Facebook. I do my little Facebook, and sometimes I hop on Instagram. But, you know, it's like the imagery just throws me off. Yeah, it's sad. And some, and it upsets me. Like, I can't take it. Like, ugh. Yeah, and so intense. I just like to stay in the light. And a lot of it isn't, It's it's it doesn't feed me anything that, you know, I feel like I just don't do it that much. But you can always email me at terrywoodsbooks at gmail.com. Um, my website is terrywoodspublishing.com. Um, my children's site is terrywoodskids.com. I'm under construction on everything right now. But honestly, my websites are going to be the best way to reach me in the future. Like going through my website, dropping me an email, um, Facebooking me is good. Because I do go, it's just so much um, that I can't deal with it. Somebody, I have to hire somebody to do this, but I can't. It's just so much. And then it doesn't become personal. And so that's the other problem. That's why I don't want people doing it because I don't know who's going to write me from like, you know, like high school or something and be like, yo, do you remember me when we were behind the bushes or something? Like, I don't want somebody reading that. You know what I mean? I don't know what they could, like, you know, like, I don't want, like, you know, so I want it to still have a personal connection. And so it might take me time. Like, see how I answered you? Yeah. Yeah. Some time, but I answered. So it just took yeah. a little bit of time, yeah. but I got to you, right? Right. So I would definitely say Terry Woods books on Facebook, Terry Woods kids on, I mean, Terry Woods on Facebook, Terry Woods um, on Instagram and Terry Woods kids, author, Ter no, author Terry Woods on Instagram and Terry Woods kids on Instagram are the two that I occupy the most on Instagram. Right, and I keep in touch with all of my guests, everyone, so feel free if, um, and, and listen, we're not doing free consultations, we're not inboxing people asking, can Terry hop on the phone with you before, now listen, she gives back, but you have to respect that, you know, we do this for a living as well, so let's be mindful. Listen, can I just say this, can I just say this, listen to me, you're not going to need to talk to anybody, you're not going to have any more questions, I'm going to spell everything out for you. So that nobody can take advantage of you or take you on a ride out here with this book stuff. You're going to know everything you need to do. The book is called Terry's Game. It's going to be out in another six months. So in six months, you won't need to ask nobody nothing. There you go. Okay? You. You're going to be good. You're going to be straight. You're going to know what to do. You ain't going to be looking for nobody to publish you. You ain't going to need nobody to publish you. You ain't going to need no publishing deal. You ain't going to need nobody to do nothing for you out here. Thank you. Bye. There you go.
Okay. So let me cover you in prayer, Miss Terry Woods, and then we will be good to go. Thank you. Father, no problem. Father God, I just want to say thank you for my sister in publishing and my sister in Christ, Terry Woods. I thank you for um, this moment and to for us to even be in touch because I have been trying uh, so hard and I just believe that this was the perfect timing. So I just thank you, Lord, for uh, keeping her over all these years so that she could give wisdom um, and gems to not just listeners, but even to me. I thank you that she's accepted my phone calls and has been uh, able to even share information with me on personal calls. But right now, I just want to pray for her new book, her new endeavors, um, her creativity, that she will continue to pen great uh, novels and even what she does for her community. You'll continue to use her as a vessel for the people. And God, you will continue to have people give her her flowers while she's still here. We tend to give people flowers after they're gone, but she's received uh, recognition and not that she does it for that, but I just pray that you will continue to align li align her with great individuals from, you know, the people that give citations as well as just the community, uh, people that can help her and back her initiatives. Um, give her just everything she needs, every resource, every dollar, continue to help her grow and scale her business. And we just thank you for her legacy because she definitely has one. So we praise you. Keep her family safe keep her mind body and spirit in jesus name amen amen thank you hallelujah hallelujah that was wonderful okay. thank you dear and i'm gonna keep you in my prayers too thank you so i will talk to you soon i appreciate you so much terry thank you no problem thank you all right everybody so that was miss terry woods and i mean it was just epic. I am sure you received a lot. I usually do not let my podcast go over an hour, um, but that was definitely full 90 minutes of nothing but um, blessings and just amazing. I mean, she, I didn't even have to ask her all 10 questions because I think I asked her like six and she literally had already expanded on the other four. Um, so I just, I pray that this episode blesses you. I pray you've been blessed so far this season. I've really worked hard to get in touch with some pretty big names and some heavy hitters so that you guys could be able to get the keys to the game. And today we just discussed keys to the publishing game. Make sure you reach out to Terry. She gave you guys her personal email. That's a big step for someone like her who is very busy. Um, she talked about how to rebrand yourself, and um, she's going to give you the keys to the game in a book. So make sure you support that book. Make sure whenever it comes out, whatever it drops, and all the knowledge that she shares with you, you value that. Value this moment. Value keys to the game. Um, make sure you follow your girl, Maya K, at Writer Maya on all platforms. Make sure you go and pre-order Chasing Cashmere, which is now available on Kindle. Sorry, which is available for pre-order on Kindle. It comes out on August 2nd, 2019, which is my birthday. That is the second part to the Clover Chronicles series. Continue to pray for me, guys. I'm praying for you all. And I just want to say this in closing, um, because with this episode, you know, right now, um, this is the sixth episode. And... One of the things that I'm so grateful for is the people who have said yes. But I just want you guys to know that we are on the brink of something major. Um, with this being July 21st and, you know, you getting such valuable information, I want you to take this with you. 
one of the keys to the game I'm going to drop on you is a key to the spiritual game. What Terry said is true. We are in a fight. This is There's spiritual warfare all around us. There are people being attacked on all sides. And the enemy is looking to take out those of us who represent Christ and represent the kingdom. He is looking to be, um, to keep us either bound in darkness or use us to kill, steal, and destroy, which is his three-part agenda. You have to recognize that God also has an agenda and that you should be um, falling under God's agenda. And that means you have to be aware. You have to stay in his word, listen to sermons, fill yourself up with God. And so you're able to recognize the enemy's tactics. The enemy has come at me in such crazy ways in the last two weeks i couldn't even i mean even an atheist and i posted this on facebook even an atheist would be able to see that the enemy is fighting me but i have kept my head high i literally got a negative very horrible email almost kind of like a threat uh or more so on the legal side on tuesday morning but Tuesday afternoon, I received another email and a phone call, which literally would change the trajectory of my life when it comes to my writing career and my publishing career. You have to hold on and know that when the enemy comes in like a flood, just like God's word says, when he comes in like a flood, you better believe that God will raise up a standard against him. So do not be dismayed. Do not be uh shocked do not be you know floored that is just how the enemy operates he tends to come in like a flood and that is isaiah 59 and 19 when the enemy shall come in like a flood the spirit of the lord shall lift up a standard against him and sometimes the standard that the lord will lift up against him is you you are the standard so you have to keep yourself filled you have to be aware and make sure that you are always pressing into the spirit feed your spirit so that your flesh will not win I love you guys. Thank you so much for following me and Keys to the Game. Make sure you follow both on Instagram at Keys to the Game. That's Keys with an S. Keys to T-O. Everything is spelled out just the way it sounds. Keys to the Game podcast. And make sure you follow your girl, Ryder Maya. One.